This is the Riley Rose and Shamers podcast. Over 80% of Australian adults engage in gambling of some kind, which is actually the highest rate of gambling in the world. Now, you might know Cade Rickson's name. He's a border local, he's a sporting identity, he's young, and he's battled with a silent killer that is a gambling addiction. And he's not afraid to talk about it. In fact, he's been so open about his journey and has helped more people in the process. Cade's approximately 804 days gambling free, and here he is speaking to me about what it's like to give up a gambling. Gambling addiction. Um, so it probably started when I was maybe 16, 17. Uh, I started with small bets. Um, and as time went on, it sort of got a lot worse and worse. I probably knew at the age of, I think it was 21, where um, I'd won quite a bit of money and had a partner at the time. Mm. Um, and then I went back and spent that money pretty much the next day or the following couple of days. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to tell her, so I sort of sent her a message just saying, um, I've got some money to tell you. And obviously, once I sent that message, um, she straight away said, what's wrong? I couldn't get away from it. So I told her then that um, I'm in a fair bit of trouble with gambling. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, she was only 20, 21 as well. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, mm. So I sort of put a fair bit of heat on her by telling her that. But by that end of the week, I was back at the races. Sort of nothing changed. Um, I thought that maybe because I've said that I'm a gambling addict that I was going to be fine. Mm. But um, it was quite the opposite. So do you think because you had that big win, that's where the uh, adrenaline rush and that, you know, always chasing that big win came from and that's why you couldn't stop or? Um, no, not necessarily. I've always been real, with soccer and sports growing up, I've always been really tactical. I've always thought about things. I always yeah. thought, always enjoyed picking sports teams and why they're going to win and how they're going to win. Um, same with horses. I always thought, how's this horse going to win? You look at old footage and just think that you're, yeah, you think you're really tactically going to beat, I guess, the system, but yeah, it's. Mm. I don't think a, a, a big win really was the, the driving force behind wow. me keep doing it. How did your family react? Um, well, my mum sort of got put through the whole bit, the whole lot of it. Mm. Um, I guess from a young age, sort of that 16, 17, um, when it sort of became clear I wasn't sort of saving much money. She didn't really know why at the time, um, and she wanted to help me save money, so she took over the bank accounts. Um, and obviously then I'm taking out quite a bit of money over the next 10 years. Mm. Um, and she, she often pulled me up on it and she sort of knew I had a gambling problem, but I'd sit there and say I haven't. Um, Coming on reflection, I actually spoke to um, sort of my brother quite a bit about it um, and my sister and dad as well. So they sort of knew, but at the same time for me, saying I'm not a gambling addict, then I was never going to get any better. I was never going to fix up what I was doing. Mm. And I was reading there were times where you were, was it taking $200 out every second day or? I was sort of every 10 minutes. I was. Oh my God. Yeah, it was sort of, that's, and that's where mum, I, I used to dread the phone call I used to get from mum. It was always, yeah. I'd be at the pub with the boys and I'd just be getting money out, spending that within 10 minutes, going back again. And all of a sudden mum's coming, getting the phone call as the, you know, why are you taking $200 out? Yeah. And obviously she knew why. It obviously comes up in the statement. Yeah. I don't know where you were, but I'm still sort of lying through my teeth as the, nah, I needed it for this, so I lent one of the boys money. or mm. So it was, yeah, I guess it was, that was probably the hardest thing is I'm lying through my teeth thinking I'm getting away with it and mum knows pretty fair that I'm, yeah. it's actually all, all lies. What was going through your head in those times? Like, Were you getting home from the pub after you'd been gambling, betting and whatnot 
And were you worried about your money situation? Were you losing sleep as well? Yeah, very, very depressive. Very. Yeah. I sort of, I was always went to the doctors about depression, but the biggest, you know, always they got depression, got depression, which I sort of knew, but I never came clean about the gambling. And mm. that's when um, I'd be going home, yeah, sort of non every second night, basically. Um, you go to bed thinking about gambling, you wake up thinking about gambling. Wow. Um, yeah, you sort of, you don't sleep. You, I guess when you spend all your money, you're sort of struggling to to eat as well. One of the, mm. the biggest thing was always soccer. All the boys used to always go up to the tavern after the game, mm-hmm. uh, have, a few, have a few drinks, have a feed, and I'd never eat or drink. I'd sort of just sit there with my water. Mm. And the boys would always say, yeah, you're going to get something to eat or you, you want to drink. And I'd just say, like, I can't really eat after a game. Yeah. It was always something just to, I didn't want to, like, even after they'd eat or something, a lot of boys sort of ate the scraps, whereas I'd just, I'd be too conscious to touch those scraps because they'd think maybe something's going wrong. Yeah, wow. So it was, it was always, yeah, sort of a double life. I was always pretty hidden about what I was doing. So what was rock bottom for you? When did you seek out help for your gambling addiction? Um, so it was probably, I was pretty private about it for the first, I actually went to GA meetings for five or six months. Yeah. Um, I built up a bit of recovery in that and it was sort of a catch-22. I sort of felt like I'd, I'd, I'd been cured. Mm. Um, I often have a joke to the boys now at the meetings. And I, d- I didn't go to a meeting for maybe five or six weeks. Yeah. And I thought that I could do it again. I was back living a normal life. I was happy again. Um, and then it was at the very last bet I had, uh, would have been the December 23, was um, it started off with a small bet. Mm. I'd become an uncle maybe six weeks uh, before that. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was one of the greatest moments of my life. It was such a big moment. Um, yeah. And I sort of made a fear then that I wouldn't bet again for as long as Jet Jet uh, for as long as Jet lives. Yeah. Um, and then for some unknown reason, I sort of might have been a ten or twenty dollar bet that I thought I can do this again. I can just have a bet and I can walk away and just spoil it again. And I sort of tricked my partner at the time into getting the last of my money out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that night was pretty black and white. It was sort of trying to tell your partner. Didn't even tell my partner at the time. I was sort of I basically broke up with her and went and sat in the car and she was born, had no idea sort of mm. what's going wrong. Yeah. She, she already knew I was, I sort of lapsed it a few times in those those 12 months I was with her. So the thing was, if I bet again, she was gone anyway. Yeah. So mine's selfish mine. I thought, well, I'm not going to tell her. I'm just going to sort of break it off and go. Yeah. Um, but when, when I did go back in and tell her, um, okay, this is what really happened. Yeah. Uh, the next sort of fortnight was pretty, pretty hellish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and how's your recovery been? I mean, obviously it's been 803 days. That's epic. Have you had any moments where you felt like you need to gamble again? Or do you, you go to your meetings regularly and, and you try not to think about it? Because I know it would be, especially talking so openly and candidly about it, it's kind of still on your mind. How do you feel now? Um, the first 90 days was was tough. It was... I guess just starting now, because to break the habit was the hardest thing. Um, yeah. And Is that it, 90 days? Is that like... Yeah, they always say sort of three months. Right, yeah. And I used to, I, even talking to the boys about I used to always think, I have to try and get to that 90 days. Yeah. Um, and obviously, having gone five or six months prior, I, I didn't think I could ever do that time. Mm. So to relapse after that, I sort of found that it's just going to be a constant thing the rest of my life. Mm. It's not going to be something that I can feel like I'm over it and then go away from what I'm doing because chances are I'm going to relapse again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that first 90 days was tough. It was a one thing I used to, 
Matt Griffiths is someone that he took me under his wing. I couldn't, I can't thank him enough. Mm-hmm. Um, always reached out to him for those ninety days. I felt like having a bet. I'd just ring him and say, "Look, this is this is going on." And he sort of settled me down and he talked to me about why well, I don't want to bet um, and sort of helped me through it. And the other one was my brother, who I used to ring him quite often in those ninety days, and I wouldn't tell him that I wanted to have a bet. He was someone that he didn't understand the whole. I guess why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, but to me, because I guess he means a lot to me, it was always, I'd have spoke to him um, about anything and everything. Mm. And it's sort of by the end of that phone call, it made me realise that I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Um, and then as after that, I almost felt like that 90 days was up and then I felt good. I felt really good. Yeah. Um, I have fleeting moments now where you think, you know, I do miss the race day with the mates where we all have a bet and a beer and carry on. But yeah. I've actually been in the races since. Um, and I, if I'm there, I don't carry cash or anything, so I have my limits on me. Yeah. But I feel like I'm I'm at the races now. I'm talking to all these different people about yeah. anything, and I feel really good about it. Yeah. Whereas in previous years, it's I'm at the races. I'm just heading the form guide, running back and forth from bookies, and I just wasn't active. Yeah. Whereas now I feel like I'm actually talking to a lot of people, and I feel really good for it. That's so good, uh, Kate. Also, we should mention you've had articles out in the bottom hour. You've been so open about your story helped a lot of people i'd imagine what kind of messages have you been receiving and uh, the first day it actually got released in the paper was a uh, it was really overwhelming yeah. um because i'm i subscribed to the board i got an email straight away in the morning for what's in the paper that day yeah so i had to start work at six i woke up to the email i sort of thought then it's going to be quite a long day i'm because i've been such a hidden person um pretty a little bit of an anxious person that it's going to be a pretty long day and mm-hmm. um, then on my way I always go through the coffee shop to work and I've pulled up at the coffee shop and the bloke was actually reading the article as I've pulled up oh god and it was sort of he's looked over at me and looked back to the post and looked back to me <laughs> and straight away I sort of thought yeah okay and he sort of yeah. just he said straight away like congratulations yeah um, and by the time I got to work I had a message from a lady in Wagga just saying just had my morning coffee. I just want to thank you. You know, I can't thank you enough for your story. Mm. Personally, we don't struggle with any addiction, but and so from there, I'm sort of thinking, Jesus, I'm not. I didn't realise how big it was. Mm. If that makes sense. Absolutely, and I think we talk about drugs and we talk about alcoholism. Um, we talk about. We certainly talk about cigarettes a lot. That you have to yeah. that smoking is bad for you. But gambling isn't one that you hear a lot of. So I think it really resonates with a lot of people that have struggled with it. And there would be families out there that might have someone in their family that is going through a gambling addiction. And you're right. The thing about gambling is that it can be so detrimental to your finances. And when you do have a family, and and every situation is bad, but when you have a family to feed, that's scary stuff. Yeah, I guess... And that's one thing. I've had quite a few messages from, from families uh, in different states about their kids even. And some of these kids are sort of 20, 21. Mm. Uh, they're quite young. Yeah. And I, just, I sort of put myself in them sho- in their shoes at 21. I really wish that I sort of stuck to it and said, look, I've got to get, get some help. Yeah. And a few of the boys that I talk to now that are suffering with addiction, they're just as young. Mm. But I just think I've, it's so brave of them to, to come forward at that age and say, look, I'm no good. Yeah. And that's one thing I, I really respect. I, was, yeah. I get a lot from it. Anyone that messages me, they sort of thank me 
for, for talking to them or going through it, but they don't understand how much I'll get from them as well. Mm. So they, when they come to me, I obviously feel like a better person for it, but at the same time, it, it helps me in my recovery as well. Mm. And it reminds me of sort of why I'm pushing it sort of to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. I know you're doing a great job, Cade. Uh, thank you so much for catching up with me today. It's wonderful to hear your story and thank you for being so open about it. And hopefully, you know, this helps a lot of people too. And I think for every message that you do get, there's 10 people that have read it as well and that, that, that haven't, you know, messaged and they've just quietly been thankful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been good. I'm really, I'm really glad I did do it in the end. It's something yeah. that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, really an open person so since that moment everything i'm just an open book really i don't really mind what what gets said or what yeah what happens i sort of keep trying to send the right message i think things would be good yeah beautiful thank you Cade. no worries at all want more riley rose and seamus catch up now at hit.com today you or weekdays from six on the borders hit 104.9